Wow, Suchi is our closest friend. Even when we started business and Mario, how's your dad, Mario? Praise the Lord. It's good to see you. I was really blessed with you, church. I was really blessed with the preaching that I have been fed through uh, many preachers, even Dennis Luderman and, and Lewis Howell and Micah and Jason Kiamko uh, during uh, the, what do you call this, uh, revival, soul winning revival in Pakatani. It was wonderful and I praise the Lord and thank you, Tim and, and uh, Matt, for uh, giving me a good time. And, and now those people that have like Titin and Julius and, and Teach, what do you teach? All right. Okay. They know how I am like even lesser than them. You know, I, I'm just a servant. But I give glory to God that I can be his mouthpiece to bring a blessing to you. You can never be a blessing. The Bible says that his word is like bread. Amen? You can never be a blessing. The bread cannot be a blessing to you if you don't eat. And there will be many who will just look at the food and not eat. Amen? And I hope that uh, here this morning as our flight was canceled, we were supposed to be to, to leave last Monday, but since the, there were many flights that were canceled, they had to schedule those that have been canceled, and I was scheduled to be on Tuesday. That is one more week. As I said, I'd never dreamed to be here, but God brought us here and extended our stay. Amen. And so I'm going to talk about families, and I really hope and I really pray that God will prepare your hearts. Because all of you said, raise your hand, that I want to have a wonderful family. And I hope that you will really prepare your hearts right now in your seats. Speak to me, O oh God, with your Holy Spirit, because I want a sweet family. Amen. So please open your Bibles with me in Psalm 127. Psalm 127. Your pastor was talking about Psalms and David and how David loved the Lord and how David longed to hear the words of God that he doesn't want to miss. Church. Because that is where the Word of God is being taught and being fed. And so let us read 127 of Psalms. But also open your Bibles in 1 King chapter 6 verse 7. 1 King chapter 6 verse 7. And we will read first 127 of Psalms. It is very important that we read this, okay? And let us all stand to give reverence to the Word of God. And then we will jump to 1 Kings chapter 6, 
verse 7. Let us read this together, verse 1. Ready, go. Except the Lord build the house, they labor in vain that build it. Except the Lord keep the city, the wise man waken, but in vain. It is vain for you to rise up early, to sit up late, to eat the bread of sorrow, for so he giveth his beloved sleep. Lo, children are inheritance of the Lord, and the fruit of the womb is his reward. As arrows are in the hands of a mighty man, so are children of the youth. Happy is a man that hath his quiver full of them. They shall not be ashamed, but they shall speak with the enemies in the gate. Let's go to um, First King. Go back. Chapter 6, verse 7. Are you there with me? Amen. Ready, go. And the house, when it was building, was built of a stone made ready, for it was brought thither, so that there was neither hammer, nor axe, nor any tool of iron heard in the house while it was building. I don't know if while reading this, has put questions in your mind. How can you build a house without hammer or, or, or axe? And I pray that you will prepare your hearts for this this morning. Loving God, Heavenly Father, to you all be the glory and honor. Lord, as I bring your word to your people, and also as you see the response of your people, and building a home. Thank you, dear God, for this privilege. And you know, dear God, that, Lord, I have wishes, many wishes, to celebrate our 50th wedding anniversary, but you brought us here. Despite, dear God, that I have planned my wishes for years, and yet you brought me here for a reason. And I am, Lord, to God, for your glory and honor. Be willing to be used for be a mouthpiece to your people, Heavenly Father. May you be exalted, be magnified in our means. May God, Lord, be Holy Spirit. You guide me, anoint me, and also prepare the hearts of everyone that are listening to be teachable. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Please be seated. Do you know how many chapters I just thought before I gave the message? Perhaps this will be your first time to hear this. So I want you to really take note because you would not, so that you probably would not hear this from anyone, alright? Do you know how many chapters there are in the books of Psalm? Thank you, man. 150. Okay? I want you to take note of something. If you look at the book of Psalms, you will notice that there are 15 series of Psalms starting from Psalm 120 to Psalm 134 that are called 
the song of degrees. Okay? But four of them are specified as song of degrees of David. All were just a song of degrees, but four of them are specified as song of degrees of David. Meaning, written by David. Amen? Okay. What is interesting is that in the centermost of the Song of Degrees is a psalm that deals with the family. Which by itself is called the Song of Degrees for Solomon. Which are different from seven chapters before and seven chapters after. And this is chapter 127. Only chapter 127 is different and is called the Song of Degrees for Solomon. Are you with me? Are you taking notes? Okay. I thought I'd give, it, give this to you, give this message to you to encourage you to serve the Lord as a family. Our text starts with this word, except the Lord build the house, they labor in vain that build it. How many people today, how many great men, even, even high officials in the government that have a broken family? Except the Lord build the house, they labor in vain that build it. Broken families. How many of you love to have a broken family? Last Wednesday, I, I said, and I hope that you're not fed up with me. Because this, week, this is my seventh message in this church. And by the grace of God, if you allow me tonight, it will be my eighth message. Alright? What was my first message? Hello? Abound. Wow, Samantha. Abound. What are the points, Samantha? Admit, omit, submit, commit. Wow. That's the way. You should really be taking notes. Amen. I also talk about do not light your own fire. I also talk about inconveniences in being a Christian. I also talk about faithfulness of Matthias. You remember that? I also talk about stay safe in the game. Remember that? And this morning I going to talk about I also talk about pressures and pleasures so I hope that you are here this morning to really be fed of God's word sometimes we fall into thinking that oh, it is just too hard to be following Christ is just too hard can you imagine 
There are so many activities, even young people, after this at 2 o'clock, there's, there's another group, and there's Monday, there's another group. This is too much. But what did I say last Wednesday? When your faith is in following God, you would think it's your abilities. You would think it's your strength that's making you do it. It is what? God's strength. And then at, at the end you will say, I would not have done it without the Lord helping me. How many of you have said that? No, it is God. When we respond to His will by faith, He gives to give Him the glory. He is there to equip you. He is there to strengthen you. He is there to give you ideas. Already God prepared and gave us this book which specified materials needed in building a family. If we do not adhere to God's templates and plans, our efforts, our labors will prove to be in vain. This verse focuses on the importance of the family that we must follow in building it. It is my prayer that the word of God that I am going to share with you today will bless everyone here, even young people, even even young people as you look up forward to build your own family. Young people, married or not, I'm going to talk about build your house on the Lord's, on God's specification, specifications. Mm, yeah. Not your own specification, but God's specification. Anyone can build any kind of message out of this. Have some, some uh, 127. But to me, the Holy Spirit leads, as the Holy Spirit leads me, this is about the family. To guide us and our children to honor God. Family is important to God. Amen. I have heard from someone that our forefathers built this nation with God's help. I praise God. I, I have been saying this a lot of times. I'm so amazed with the national anthem of New Zealand. I believe that this is the only national anthem in the whole world that almost line has God in it. America's national anthem do not have God in the whole of that national anthem. This nation, this nation, and I hope that you you pray for your parliamentarians, you pray for your for your uh, uh, what do you call this, um, lawmakers, that they do not destroy what our forefathers have built in this country. Amen. To serve and honor God. Yep. I'm so blessed. But a nation is only as strong as the families. The same is true with church. Yep. A church is only as strong and stable as the families that make up the church. Yep. Yeah. So this message is very important. If you want to see God's blessing in your home and in your church, 
All right? And may this message be a big help. May this message be a big help to every single one here this morning. I believe David wrote this psalm for Solomon. And so, let me talk about a little bit about Solomon. As you know, Solomon was King's, King David's son, isn't it? Okay? And a great king himself. Solomon was a man who understood building buildings. He understood what is involved in building buildings. He was the one who was selected to build the temple in the Old Testament. He was the one who was selected. Solomon surely knew that building anything is not easy. It's always hard. Are you with me? It involves dedication. It involves hard work. I remember when Tess and I started our restaurant business, our bakery and, and grocery business in, in Cebu. It, it, 1981. It was hard work. We slept late at night and then there were so many problems in the neighborhood who would steal our stuff and we wake up like really 3 o'clock, 4 o'clock in the morning. It was hard. It takes sacrificial investments. And so we should not think for a moment that Somehow, marriage and family is going to work automatic. Every time I have marriage counseling, I always express my concern on how, as to how important marriage and yet. Can you see how important marriage? How many of you that marriage would say, raise your hand if you say marriage is important. Not everyone are raising their hands. Marriage is important. And yet, do you realize that there is no school for marriage? You study medicine, how many years would that be? You study engineering, how many years would that be? You study to be a teacher, how many years? You have to go from elementary, to high school, to college, and, and that degree. And yet, there is no school to prepare for marriage. Which the Bible says, till death do us part. But praise God, he left us this school. No wonder marriage and families these days won't last long enough. Marriage is not easy. Much more building a family and a family and a home according to God's specifications. To build a godly family is not easy. It is hard. It entails a lot of kneeling down and prayer and inquiring God. But at least we have the specification from this book. Problem is we don't follow. Hello. I know that there are good books around to read about building 
and providing theories, providing, you know, uh, whatever worldly ways to build a family. However, theories and realities are two different ball games. Yeah. All together. Two different ball games altogether because emotions are involved in realities. You might think I'm clever to get my marriage to reach 50 years. No way. And even here right now on our 50th, I'm still learning. I'm still learning to, to love him more. Very hard. <laughs> and guess what? I think she thinks the same. I'm very hard. Amen? Folks, I know that without Jesus Christ, our master builder, this marriage would have been long gone. Yeah. Long over. He is the one I run to every time I'm lost in what to do. Every time I don't understand my wife, I find God feeling down. Amen? There is no magic when it comes to building a family. It takes a lifetime to learn, especially you husband and wife. You grew up differently together with different upbringings. It's not easy, isn't it? Oh, my mom would not do this to me. Oh, my dad would not do this to me. You have different readings. There is no secret magic to a healthy marriage relationship. But God offers help for you and me to have a stable marriage and a family growing and abounding in the Lord. And so let me share with you this message because there is something special in the story of Solomon for us about building. We know that adequate foundation is necessary to build anything. When Solomon built the temple, I read in 1 Kings chapter 5 that he employed the help of a person called Hiram. H-I-R-A-M. And Hiram was a good architect. And not only that he was a good architect, he was also a good provider. He knows where to find to provide for the building. The same is true with building a godly family. We need to have a good architect. Amen. And to have a good provider. Amen? You cannot build your marriage, you cannot build a godly family without you engaging a good architect and a provider for your needs. And so it is in building your home that you have to find the right architect. Amen? Please go back to 1 Kings 6, verse 7. You have your Bibles there with you? Let us read this again. Ready? Go. And the house when it was in building was built of stone made ready before it was brought thither 
so that there was neither hammer, nor axe, nor any tool of iron heard in the house while it was building. I was really intrigued with this. And as I said to you, that message about building your own fire really intrigued me in Isaiah 50, verse 10 to 11. You know? And when I am intrigued with the verse, I would ask, Lord, teach me what can I get from this? And when, when the Lord gave me the, the answer, I want to share it with people. Amen. Amen? And so here, I want to share this with you. God has given us a book, the Bible, a quarter of wisdom we can unearth. Where stones and are made ready so that we don't need a hammer, we don't need an axe, nor any tool of iron be heard in the house in building our families. Every material you need to build a family, a home, is prefabricated of God for you. Amen. Amen. All you need to do is put them in the right order and that you do not need the world's wisdom to build it. Amen. What you hear in many families today are so much noise of hammer and axe screaming and yelling with each other like hammers and acts of human intellect, even violence in their home. The Bible is a quarry of principles and precepts and promises we can dig in to help our build our family that would bring glory and honor to God. This book is our authority to get God's instruction for our family. And so I always encourage, encourage every single one in our church, please, and I know many are not until now. I don't know about this church, but make the Bible a part of your reading every day. Amen. You might not understand it, but God, the Holy Spirit, will make you kind of, what's this meaning? And you'd be curious, and you'd be blessed with it. If you don't understand it now, go ahead. Just read. Because one day, you will, oh, I read this somewhere, and there was the answer. Amen. Amen? <clears throat> this book will tell you that God must be first. That's why he said, seek ye first the kingdom of God, and all these things shall be added, and his righteousness. And all these things shall be added unto you. He is the final authority upon which to build our homes. And surely God wants us to see more Solomons building our homes. Amen? Be a Solomon. If you are a male here, be a Solomon building your home. Solomon knew the importance of a good, godly foundation and marriage for a home to abound in the Lord. But folks, you cannot be building your, a strong marriage. You cannot be building a strong family without help. Like how Solomon trusted Hiram, king of Tyre, who had builders to help him. 
and architectural uh, uh, instructions and provisions. We need a master builder and a good provider in building our homes. Not other people, not the in-laws. Who many homes consider their in-laws outlaws? Mm. Not anybody. You need Jesus. Amen. He must be the only third person in any marriage. Hello? That's why Jesus said in Matthew chapter 19, verse 5, For this cause shall a man leave his father and mother, and shall cleave to his wife, and they twain shall be one flesh. Jesus must be the only third person, three and one. He is not only a good provider, he's the master provider. He's the master builder. Did you ever wonder why Jesus was in carpentry? Are you with me? When he was he was here on earth. In fact, he's involved in three very important building projects. Jesus built a place for our faith, the local church. Amen. Is that right? It says he is the rock upon the church is built. He is also building a home for our future. A place called heaven. I am just waiting for the time when the church will be raptured. For where I am, there we shall be also. The place he prepared, he said, I go to prepare a place for you. When he resurrected from the dead, he said, I go to prepare a place for you. Are you, right now, loving his appearing that you order your life for his glory? Amen. And so, if you allow him, he could also build a home for your family. Except the Lord build a house, they labor in vain that build it. Husbands, be the Solomons in your homes. I know it is unpopular idea these days for a husband to lead the home. And it is also unpopular for women to be led by a man these days. But who you be part of? God's ways or the world's ways? That's right, yeah. And who are we to question the wisdom of God? Male headship is taught so blatantly in Scripture. And because many do not follow this, it has made many untold tragedies in families. Even the increase of effeminates. Ang daming bayot ngayon. Not knowing whether they are a man or a woman. Folks, if you think you can deny God's clear instructions on male headship, then you might as well deny God's existence 
or any doctrine that the Bible is teaching. The Bible teaches that husbands are to be godly to lead a godly family. Many are scared that male headship would be tyrannical. And that's exactly what Solomon. It shouldn't be tyrannical. You shouldn't really be screaming. There should really be beautiful soundness and calmness in the homes. Many fear men would rule in dominating, tyrannical way, especially when they read this verse in Ephesians 5, verse 22 to 23. Wives, submit yourselves unto your own husbands. Us unto the Lord. But let us please read together the next text. Did you, are you in Ephesians the profile? The next text is, For the husband is the head of the wife. The Bible teaches something very different. It gives us the ultimate example of leadership. It says, Even as Christ is the head of the church. Very clear, isn't it? And he is the savior of the body. If we husbands are going to be head to our wives in the same way Christ is the head of the church, we will have to ask ourselves, what kind of headship did Christ give the church? Amen? If Jesus is harsh to the church? Is Jesus harsh to the church? Then we should not be harsh to our wives. Is Jesus loving to his church? Hello? We should be loving to our wives. Amen? Is Jesus domineering? Or gentle? Is Jesus proud or humble? Amen. Christ loved the church so much that never will be he never will he be harsh to the church. And never will he do anything unjustly angry. Yes, God will be angry. He said, Be ye angry, but see not. We should be angry at things that are not. Right in the sight of God. We should be angry at things that are sinful. Amen. We will have to ask what kind of headship did Christ give the church? Was he loving? Was he dominating? Was he prideful? Christ loved the church so much that. Never will he be ours. He loved the church so much that he counted us more precious than his own life. He gave his own life. This is Christ himself. The model for us. How to be a godly husband. If you wish to lead your family in a way that is faithful to the scripture, then you will have to study the scripture result. Husbands, hello? Do not say, oh, I'm the head. I'm born. Amy, study the scripture for us. 
He has to study the scripture himself. Are you with me? Amen. Let me share with you just two ways in which we husband can be like Solomon to build our home to abide in the Lord. It is in leadership and in worship as a father or a husband. Number one, build your home in godly leadership. I want you to understand that within the family's structure, there are different areas of levels of leadership. Um, the wife probably do not have really, you know, as as much as affection is concerned, the husband do not have the same affection as the wife because the wife is really direct with the children and caring for them. But the husband works to buy for the family. If you are not married, don't marry a lazy man. <laughs> Hello? Are you with me? If you are not married, don't marry a lazy man. Bible always love to see people hard working. In our church, in our church, we have struggles, especially here in Australia and perhaps here in New Zealand. Families have struggles of, of, I cannot do anything. I've been demanded to work on a Sunday. But you know in the heart that Sunday is the Lord's day, not your day. Hello, I agree with that. Sunday is the Lord's day. And so I said to them, work hard and pray. Right? And so I'll give you one example. Brother Ray is a nurse. And what he did so that he will not be absent on Sunday, he will organize with others to work for him on that Sunday and he will work for them on whatever day because they love they love to have you know more money big money pay on Sunday so they they they, they. and it came to a point where he had to be absent because no one would swap and so he cannot take it anymore he went to his boss and the boss knew that he was a good worker. Boss, this is my resignation. I'm looking for another job. Ray, Ray, what's happened? What, what's wrong? Um, I cannot, I cannot, the, the Sunday is the Lord's day and I have to be in church. Amen. You know what? Brother Ray, we cannot afford to lose you. I'll promote you as the manager, so that you will be free on Sundays. And that happened to others as well who followed. Be hardworking. When God sees that in your heart, God is going to give you the ability, God is going to give you the strength, God is going to find a way for you. Because He sees that desire in your heart to honor Him. On the Lord's day. That's not my message anyway. Alright? Okay. Let's go back. Where am I? Build your home in godly leadership. 
The wife looks the needs of the children, other children, and perhaps the wife can also delegate the, 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 the older ones to take care of the younger ones. And I see that at Pastor Cordelia's home. Wow, Sam is just, Sam is almost like, where's JK? <laughs> just like mother already, taking care of, wow, beautiful. And that's how it is. This is responsibilities. Please look at with me Matthew 20, 26 to 28, for example. It says, But it shall not be so among you, but whosoever will be great among you, let him be your minister, and whosoever will be chief among you, let him be your servant. Even as the Son of Man came not to be ministered unto, but to minister and to give his life a ransom for men. We have a responsibility to minister, minister to our families in godliness through servant leadership, not an opportunity for us to be bossy over our wives, not to be tyrant to our children like cruel dictators. We must lead our family as Jesus leads the church with utter humility. We must even be leading in forgiveness. Folks, it is never demeaning for a father to say to a young boy, the youngest perhaps, that, oh sorry son, I made you a promise and I, 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 please forgive me. It's not demeaning to ask for forgiveness. If you have wronged somebody in the family, don't say, I'm the father. I can do whatever I like. Jesus is never that way. Amen? And so, that's a mark of good leadership. Ready to be humble. Every time you are caught in a difficult situation, ask yourself, how would Christ handle this? Always remember, you are unserved before God. For the way you build your own home. Many today have abandoned the responsibilities, assuming that mother is the one who is primarily responsible for raising the kids. But no, it is you. Amen? The box stops at you because you are the father. You are asked to be the leader. God's instructions to raise godly children is directed to the fathers, not at the wives. Amen? And wives are directing the children because she gives good encouragement, good instruction from the husband. Of course, the Bible does not excuse mothers from being involved in raising their children. It simply shows that it is ultimately fathers, you fathers, who bear that responsibility before God. You can read that in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 4. You fathers, be Bring them in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. Is that right? Is that, is that it is your responsibility to teach and train your children. Others like mothers, teachers, Sunday school teachers, and so on can help perhaps. But you are the one who is most answerable to God. And the Bible says that husbands are to lead in 
the loving department. Amen? Now, Ephesians 5, verse 25, and Colossians 3, verse 18, says the same. Husbands, husbands, love your wife. Do not love another wives. Do not love someone's wives. Your wives. Amen? Listen, a loving leader will almost always always create a loving generation down the line. I cannot forget my son. In fact, I am so amazed at how for the first time never seen him write a poem. For the first time he wrote us on our 50th a poem. On our 50th anniversary. Did you read that? And many have commented, wow. My son came to me because I it in my car I have Tess's name, you know. And that how, how come how come you love so much that put mom's name everywhere that and you make her a lot of poems? And I said, Oh, perhaps I got that from my dad. I don't know if what I answered him kind of got into his heart that he also made us a poem. And I would be surprised that he would be making a poem to his wife as well. But really, folks, it is a good picture of Christ-likeness to lead a godly home. Let me share with you specific ways we must lead our wives according to God's specification. We lead them with love. Lead your wives in love. Husbands, it falls upon you to ensure that you live peaceably with your wife. So that your prayers, not her prayers, your prayers may not be hindered by any discord between you. Look at 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 7. Ye husbands, they'll dwell with them according to knowledge, giving honor unto the wife as unto a weaker vessel, and being ears together of the grace of life, that your prayers may not be hindered. So in loving, you must be conscious of her needs, spiritual, emotional, material, sexual, financial needs, you know, Pilipinas, pinabayaan na lang ng misis nila, nagka-buslot ang nila ng mga underwear. Kung may bisaya ka, nakasabot ka. <laughs> you know? Husbands, understand that we bear the responsibility and we bear the burden to have a godly home. Amen? When God sees that desire, He will be there to give you strength. You are marked by how you love your wife. Eve was the one who actually fell into sin. Is that right? But who did God blame? Adam. That's why in Romans 5:12, it's because of one man, Adam. It was Eve, but it was Adam's sin. 
We must be willing to forsake our own desires, our own comfort, our own rights in order to express our love for our wives. Our leadership must be marked with the kind of love that marked Christ's love for his church. Number two, we lead with gentleness. A godly husband must lead his wife with meekness and gentleness. Aware of our own failings, aware of her own struggles and weakness. Because many wives kind of we expect husbands kind of talino mo sa church o sa sa eskwela tapos gago ka dito. You know, they, they are not gentle because they expect too much. Lead with gentleness. That's why it says, Dwell with them according to knowledge, giving honor unto the wife as unto what? A weaker vessel. Number three, we lead with dignity. We do not mock, we do not mock or belittle your wife. Don't say words that even your dog would commit suicide. <laughs> Don't punish her. It's it's not wrong to be angry, especially when you are being lied to. But settle it down before you go to bed. Are you with me? Is that the Bible's instruction? Do not sleep over. Do not let the sun go down. Husbands, be aware that Jesus showed us the way as servant first and being a leader, a leader second. Sometimes the pride we see in our wife is just a defense mechanism for the way she is treated. Are you with me? Maintain humility to show your wife that you esteem her higher than yourself. Amen? Number three, four, we lead with confidence. By the way, you cannot lead with confidence until your confidence in God has grown. Find confidence in talking to God is not easy, especially in this culture these days. Today, women are trained to be leaders, and so they think that men have no business in leading over them. But that's the word. That's okay. That's the word. We're not from this world, isn't it? Hello. And so even many Christians' wives, many Christian wives struggles with submission. But we follow God, not the world's wisdom, not the world's culture. There are blessings if you follow God. There are grave consequences as well if you follow the word. Amen? Man, the best way is do not make any decision unless you have prayed first. Ask God for His will. Amen? And so we must lead our wives in humble confidence in God. Number two point and the last point. Build your home in worship. 
The godly husband builds his family by leading in worship and ensuring that God is worshipped not only on Sundays but every day at home. Are you with me? Folks, you, you probably would love your wife to be faithful in church, but unless you are, that will never happen. You probably would love to see your children faithful, but unless they see you faithful, that will never happen. Amen? It is very important that your children are seeing God's truth in you. Amen? But how? You need to lead in corporate worship. Corporate worship means not forsaking the assembling of yourselves together. So every Sunday you are leading your family to bring, bring them to church. Amen? But also ensure that your family attends the right church. I thank God for some of you who did some investigation before you joined this church. Whether this church is standing in the Word of God. Because there are many churches that are no longer standing in the Word of God. They pick something from the Bible that will kind of suit them. And then kind of put a blind eye to those that do not, the words that of God that, that does not fit them. That's not suit them. I thank God for some of you doing that. It's easy to fall into the wrong, wrong church with wrong doctrines. When your motive in coming to church is convenience. I praise God in our church. It's a special church. There's one family. And I kid you not. Two more, more than two hours drive. Got, now she's pregnant for the second one. She's got Ezra. I told him, Seth, I'd, I'd love to introduce you to the local church somewhere in your place. No, 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 Pastor. Before I joined this church, Pastor, I dig in if you stand true to the Bible. And this is my church. Amen. No, I will not go there. And guess what? Most of the time, they are the most early. Two hours drive. Plus, two hours drive plus. It's easy to be in the wrong church when you your, your desire is just convenience and, uh, you know, Okay, you need to lead also, not only in corporate worship, you need to lead in family worship. How many of you husbands? I'm not going to, don't raise your hand because I don't want to embarrass you. How many of you husbands are leading a family devotional every night? If you are not, why not? That is God's will. Amen? Even just one verse. What is your understanding of this? What is your understanding of this? This has blessed me so much. I share 
That's family worship. You go to the word of God. Have a devotional. This is a good practice to begin with if you get married. First with your wife. And then when the children comes, include the child. Amen? Uh, there was somebody here who said, Oh, I was really blessed when I come to your church. This four-year-old boy recited the whole chapter. Who was that? Somebody from here. Ah, uh, Jinky. Was that Jinky? Uh, Jinky said, Oh, I cannot, be, I cannot forget. Four-year-old boy recite the whole chapter. That means the parents were diligent. Amen? And now even Isaiah is reciting. And that's why in our church, nine-year-old preaches. And I, I can't believe uh, uh, Joseph, nine-year-old, he would say, please open your Bibles. You know? And says, please read this with me. And he will throw jokes. You know, and wow. He's learning. Because it is important that we lead for them to follow. Amen? This is a great opportunity for you to be blessed with God when you follow your children to honor God. Encourage questions from your children. Encourage, but be humble. Don't scold them when their thoughts are quite different. Don't scold them. If you cannot answer the question, say, Ah, oh, anak, son, I really could not answer the question. I don't know, but can we wait till Sunday and we will ask Pastor Adrian Cudilia? Amen. That is also, oh my dad is so humble. Not pretending that he knows everything. There are many parents that uh, pretend that they know everything. They know everything. And then, they will be despised. It's just pretending. But when you're humble, wow, that is... Are you still with me here? All this will teach your children to honor God. Don't use any Bible version as, by the way, because there is always a danger following the wrong doctrine when you use other versions. Amen? Because many versions are perversions. They even, they even leave the blood of Christ. No more blood of Christ in the other versions. I wish I could really expand this more, but maintain that good habit. Sing together in church. That's why, as I said last Wednesday, remember what I said last Wednesday? When mothers are singing here and their babies would come. And you know what? It's natural for, for stop the children to go to their mothers. I said, when your girls Come, or your boys come while you're singing. Carry them while singing. And encourage. And yes, they are encouraged. Like they know the song too. 
Amen. And my this young kid, three years old, is Amen. <laughs> That's how it is. They're learning from us. Amen. Okay. You need to also build through personal worship. Personal devotion must be a conviction that every husband must have as a leader of a home. As parents, you must be seen by your children one-on-one -on -one with God, praying. Hello? And maybe your boy will say, Dad, what are you doing? Anak, you are joining me. I'm talking to God. That's training them, isn't it? If your children do not see you doing, they will follow what the world is doing. Hello? They will follow what the world is doing. It is very important that your children see you close with God. Reading the Bible, close with God, praying. You know, everyone is busy these days. They have their own toys these days. Families are no longer talking with each other because everyone is with their toys. Are you with me? There's an eye. In Cebu, big, big place, beautiful place, and we went into a restaurant. And this, while while we were eating, a big family came, right? Maybe seven of them, and one was on a wheelchair, the grandmother. All right, so it was the one of them, one of the family that was. Getting grandmother to sit, right? At the edge at the at the edge of the table. And three here, three here, and mother at the edge of the table. As soon as they reached the table, father, mother, son, daughter were on their phones. And the grandma was like this. Everyone were on their phones. I could not help but stand. Okay, let me roll. I said, oh, why don't you give grandma as well a toy so that she can enjoy it? And they were. These days, this one is distraction for a sweet family relationship. Hello? Are you, are you listening to this message? Yeah. Yeah. God, the world has gone crazy these days. Families, don't talk anymore with each other. That's worldly. That's not godly. I don't think God is happy with that. I know we're all busy, very busy, but when someone is special to us, don't we make time to someone that's special? Is God special to you? 
Hello? Then give special time to God. Daily. Not only in church. Daily. You know, have you heard of a saying? Nature hates a vacuum. Have you heard of that saying? Nature hates a vacuum. This is absolutely true. When it comes to leadership, if you do not lead your family, that becomes a vacuum and someone will lead. Are you with me? Someone else will lead. But God calls us to lead, to lead with great joy and delight. Lead with love, lead with humility, lead with your forgive, with forgiveness. Lead your wife, lead your family, and do it for God's glory. If God this morning has touched your heart through this message. I want you fathers to show humility. Let's all stand. Bow down your heads, please. Close your eyes. No one looking around. I want you fathers to lead your family to the altar. say we are going to serve the Lord. You can kneel down, you can stand together, but lead your family to the altar. This should be the start. If you humble yourself before God, you can kneel down. Bring your family right now. Bring your family to the altar. If you are single and you want to commit to the Lord, come to the altar. Don't be God blesses humility. Don't be embarrassed. Don't be embarrassed. This is between you and God. Don't stand in pride standing there. Respond to God. Please come to the altar. Please come to the altar. Loving God, Heavenly Father, thank you so much, dear Lord God. For your goodness to us. I pray, Heavenly Father, that Lord, people will understand that the altar is your place where we can demonstrate humility. I pray, Heavenly Father, that Lord God, while the music is playing, that your Holy Spirit, Heavenly Father, Lord God, will touch the hearts. That they will surrender to you. And Lord, submit to you as willing to be corrected. If you think that you have got it and you don't need God, you can stay where you are. But if you think you need the Lord, you need to humble yourself before God, come to the altar, bring your family, and talk to God. We are going to build a house that will give glory to God. Will you do that?
Or maybe you can kneel down in your chairs, sit in your, in, in your chairs and hold your family together. I don't care. You can stay there, hold your family and pray to God. Ask God. Loving God, loving Father, thank you so much, dear Lord. This word, this, this, this message, dear God, is from you, from your word. Lord, we all want to have a blessed, godly family. A family that builds together, being built in your word. I pray, dear God, Husband and wives right now will be holding their hands and be praying wherever they might be right now in this church. In Jesus' name. Continue to pray. Continue to bow your heads. Let's give this um, a serious consideration. The altar is open and if you really think that the Lord can help you and I know that the Lord can help you our family we cannot help it there's no way that we can uh, do magic uh, to make our family love the Lord and to make our family serve the Lord but if you come to the Lord to ask his help and if you really love your family and you want your family to serve the Lord the altar is the way the altar is the way. There's no other way, my friend, that you can have victory in your home, in your family, without the Lord. Except the Lord build the house. They labor in vain that build it. Except the Lord keep the city, the watchman wicked in vain. My friend, it is the Lord that will help you. And if you think that you are now okay in your family, uh, you stay where you are. But I know that the, the message is very, very simple and it's very, very uh, essential. We need God. We need God in our homes. We need the Lord to intervene. And the way forward is the altar. Lord, Please bring victory to my home. Lord, our home is in disarray. We need you, O oh God, to intervene. Be humble, my friend. Ask the Lord. Ask him. Because he is willing to help you in your home. Let's continue to pray our Heavenly Father, Lord. There is no one that can help our home. There is nobody that can that can uh, rectify the wrong in our home. But Lord, we thank you that you are a problem solver. Lord, our, the problems in the home are caused by us. But we thank you, Lord, that you are the light in our home. That you can help us, Lord, to um, renew the um, strength in the home. Please, Lord, bless the homes, the, um, the families that are part of our ministry and our church. I pray, O oh God, that you will bless them. Bless, Lord, the fathers in the home. Bless the mothers. 
and all the children, Lord, that belong to the home. I pray, O oh God, that you will just, uh, Lord, help each and every member of that home. Lord, without you, our home will go astray. But Lord, we thank you for your care. Thank you, Lord, for bringing this message today. Lord, there, might, there must be a reason why this message is brought up today. Because in the midst of this congregation, someone or people here need to, to um, need help in their, in their homes. Please, Lord, um, whoever is that father longing right now um, for the rebuilding of their homes, please, Lord, attend to that uh, cry, attend to that prayer of that father. If there's any mother that is longing um, for the home to be to be rebuilt and to be strengthened, please, Lord, attend to the prayer of that mother. And if there's any child right here, right now, Lord, asking um, blessing in their homes, a blessing of their parents, please, Lord, attend unto the prayer of that child. Lord, you are the only hope that we have in the home. Without you, Lord, intervening in our homes, Lord, um, our homes will never be um, victorious, will never be able to uh, overcome uh, the problems of this world. Please, Lord, be uh, with each and everyone, Lord, that's seeking your help for their homes. Thank you, Father, for uh, the message today. Thank you for bringing that to us. I pray, Lord, that... Um, the message today will just um, work in our in our hearts. Will just work, Lord, that um, to to um, pinpoint to that problem that needs to be rectified. Bless, Lord, once again, and thank you for the victory in our hearts. Thank you for um, Pastor John also and Mabdes being with us today. In Jesus' name, we pray all these things. Amen. Amen. Um, again, before we sing that last hymn. Um, be reminded tonight we have our service upstairs in the chamber room and also our young people uh, and young professional we have service. Brother Matt, what's the Oh, uh -huh. 
Exodus 6, verse 8, turn 2, according to the According to the category. Is there anybody else with a birthday that we don't know about? Alright. We're going to sing happy birthday to Zach. We need to sing. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Zach. Happy birthday to you. Sweeter as years go by. Sweeter as years go by. Sweeter as the years go by. Richer, fuller, deeper. Jesus' love is sweeter. Sweeter as the years go by. May God ever bless you. May God ever bless you. May God ever bless you. May God.
So I can switch that up and down, right? So I put it on the right frequency and I hit set. Like you said, if it's locked, you go up the menu, you hit lock, it goes lock off, you hit up and it goes lock on, you put set on it and it's a little
it's just nicer. Less cables involved. You don't have one Figure there's such a big queue, you're gonna have to stand there and wait five minutes anyway, so you might as well pack up while you're yeah. waiting. <laughs> Especially when there's another group afterwards and then afterwards you're rushing. Oh, yeah. um, so remind me, the guy that's been there, I like to make sure. <laughs> uh, I there's a couple of times there. Uh, it's like, like they come, oh, I just forget people's names, yeah. they come up and say my name, and I'm like, oh, I do that all the time and I sit there and I like wait for somebody else to go and greet them and they're like hi I, and say the name and I'm like oh that's it yeah. <laughs> real subtly yeah yeah <laughs> there you go someone you recognize yep so make sure I'll find them on actually but it would be in Auckland and that's just the same as commuting to yeah, yeah, MIT yeah, yeah. they don't do any courses in Auckland not that I know of no 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 Auckland's no, no. like Hicktown is it Auckland was like fancy is Hicktown money yeah it's it's actually that's true it is it is a bit posh compared to Wellswood but uh because it's like a river, there's a river through the town, so they made a thing about the river. Um, but the only thing up there that you get for uh, work in like courses is you just have to do an apprenticeship with a builder. It's the only way to do it. Yeah. 
Yeah. Otherwise, there's just nothing for you. Yeah. And it's a case of who you know, not what you know. Yeah, and that comes down to who, who you know, because you've got to know someone. Because right. <laughs> I tried to get an apprenticeship oh, there myself. But... Is it? That's... Hasting. Not my department. Yeah. <laughs> I, I said, a... Did you see the? Did you see that uh, one? The sermon from Rich about uh, work ethic. Just before I switched phones, and that, and that right at the end, he was talking about work ethic, and you know, you build, do your work, do your work. Right at the end, one of the computer boys, just for a joke, put up this, this thing with um, the winner of the "It's Not My Job" competition. It was the road, the double yellow line painted on the road over top of a dead animal, <laughs> like drove <laughs> Like it's not my job. Like you know, if, if you're there, do you know, work, and work hard. Because it was him going, you know. Oh right. The, just, the double yellow line goes over the top of the end. Yeah, yeah like, like a dead possum on the road. They couldn't be bothered moving. <laughs> yeah, they couldn't be bothered cleaning it off the road, so they just painted over the top of it. I think I had. No, that didn't. Work. Maybe I did, but I, if I did, I didn't see it. Might have just listened. Jesus, Lord and Master, I give myself. Wilt thou in thine atonement?